Russell Westbrook and the Washington Wizards. Minus Bradley Bill. Minus Neto. Get it done in the nation's capital against the Cavaliers in easy fashion. 120-105 win. Gives them the opportunity to possibly get the eight seed. Guys, and they did it with nine people in double figures. Russell Westbrook, 17 assists, one turnover. Contributions from everyone, including Anthony Gill, who I want to talk about. Welcome back to the Westbrook Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Russell Westbrook is a chip, at Always and Forever Art, and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. Let's get it. Guys, we need the Lakers and Knicks to win today, May 15, 2021. And then the Washington Wizards have to take care of business on Sunday versus the Charlotte Hornets. And guys, the Wizards could possibly be the eight seed if they do that. They will be the eight seed if they do that. A beautiful thing for a team that started 17 and whatever, 36, whatever they were, 34, to come back and possibly be the eight seed in the Eastern Conference after Russell Westbrook got healthy after they got done dealing with the COVID outbreak within the locker room. Who would have thought that it'd take two superstars time to jail? They have the opportunity. Bradley Bill told Russell Westbrook, from what I understand, I want to win. The second Russell Westbrook got healthy, they started to win. They have an opportunity to get through the play-in and into the playoffs. Now, I think we're going to play the Philadelphia 76ers. And Joel Embiid scares the hell out of me because I just don't know who's going to match up with him. He beat us down earlier in the year. Yes, we have Daniel Gafford now, but I feel like Embiid will put Gafford in plenty of foul trouble. Early and often. But guys, nonetheless, what's our options? The Nets? I don't want to play them either. So. There's been much discussion. On Twitter between Wizards fans and Westbrook fans united. Whether we want the Clippers or Nets. And I'm saying I don't want to play either one of them. I'd rather play the Bucks. I know that sounds terrible. Just a three-headed monster of James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. Just seems unfair to Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. I'm not saying they can't win some games. I think they will because that backcourt is that explosive. But there's three of them. They all can create for others. They all can create their own shot. They're all elite and efficient. But guys, I don't want to play Embiid either. Guys, he killed us. Destroyed us. Every time we played him. It's like when he decided he was going to assert himself and just start scoring, he was easily able to do so. And Ben Simmons, we all know Russell, he's the one player Russell Westbrook truly struggles on offense with. He's 6'9", long, and a decent defender. I don't know, guys. I don't want to play either one of them. But I know we're going to play probably the Philadelphia 76ers. We'll see. We'll see. Here's the thing about the 76ers. They don't scare me in their backcourt. Our backcourt is better than theirs. I really do believe that. I mean, Ben Simmons ain't going to keep him in a straight jacket forever. He's Russell Westbrook. He's elite. But he tends to struggle. But I think he'll figure it out. Bradley Beal's better than their backcourt as well. I'm only worried about Embiid. 
I'm only worried about him. I just don't know what we do with him because I think he, I think he fouls out Gafford in 15 minutes, and then what? Which lately Gafford hasn't had foul trouble the last couple of games, so I could be wrong. Maybe he's learned quickly. I'd rather not play either one, but at least the 76ers don't have an elite backcourt. As great as Ben Simmons is, he's not Russell Westbrook and he ain't Bradley Beal. All right, guys. So, let's talk about this game. It was pretty easy. Um, they got to a point, I think, in the third or uh, it might have been the fourth quarter, where it seemed like they got kind of lax and they got it down to like, I don't know, nine or something like that, six, something like that. And then Russell Westbrook made a couple baskets in a row. Uh, and I said, okay, Russ is going to put this one away. Then everybody just started contributing late, and then it was over. Uh, what I liked the most is is the balance of scoring. I, I, I know some people didn't necessarily shoot well, but the balance scoring and spreading the ball around, I mean, first of all, let's talk about the shots. Rui got 15 shots. Hutchinson got five. Bertans got 12, 11 of them being threes. Lynn got three. Russell Westbrook is the most at 18. Now, there's no Bradley Beal and Neto, and Russ totally took 18 shots. Uh, Gill got four. Lopez got 11. Gafford got five. Ish Smith got 10. Matthews got six, all of them three-pointers. He shot two of six from three. He also got fouled in a few, hit his free throws. So, guys, they spread the ball around, and then so Rui had 14 points. Bertans had 17 points, and he didn't even shoot well. Bertans was three of 11. Lynn had four. Westbrook had 21. Gill had 12. Lopez had 14. Gafford had 12. And Smith had 11. And Matthews had nine. He was almost in double digits. We would have had 10 people in double digits. I'm very proud of these guys. <coughs> I'm sorry. That would have been nine people. I can't count. Roy, Bertans, Westbrook. Gill, Lopez, Gafford, Ishmith, seven, and then Matthews would have made eight. So just plenty of people in double figures. I was very, very proud of the Washington Wizards, how they spread the ball around. Russell Westbrook, 17 assists, one turnover. Let's read his stat line. He's a plus 20 on the night. He had 21 points, only one turnover, made up for it. With three steals, 17 assists, 12 rebounds, 6 of 8 from the free throw line for 75%. And he did not shoot well. He played 1 of 5 from 3, 7 of 18 from the field. But guys, the way he orchestrated the offense, Russell Westbrook sees everything and it's absolutely incredible. I mean, he just sees everything. Uh, Bertons, like I said, he was 3 of 11 from 3. Uh, he had 6 of 7 his free throws, so he ended with 17 points. Rui, 7 of 15 from the field, uh, three rebounds and assist, uh, 14 points. He broke even on the night. Lopez, hook shot, Rob, uh, 7 of 11 from the field, five rebounds, one assist, uh, 14 points. Anthony Gill, 12 points two in, in 22 minutes, 2 of 4 from the field. Guys, he was 8 of 8. Look, <clears throat> Anthony Gill was 8 of, he was 100% from the free throw line. I like that because I like how aggressive he is. When he gets the ball and goes up, he's going up strong. 
And then he can not only do that, he can also hit the, the outside shot. Now, he didn't take a three in this game, but it's nice to know that he can also take the outside shot. So at 6'7", he can shoot from deep. He's long. He doesn't really make any mistakes on defense. Pay attention to him whenever he does get minutes because, you know, Brooks will hang him up for the rest of this play in and the rest of the season versus Charlotte. He very rarely makes a mistake. So he's sound defensively. He can shoot from the outside. He goes up strong on the inside. He's got a nice touch around the basket. He's able to finish through contact. I I really like Anthony Gill. Now, I know it's the Cleveland Cavaliers. But even in the previous games this season, I found myself pretty optimistic about how Anthony Gill can help this Washington Wizards lineup if he's on the floor. He just does all those things well. He's not an elite defender. He's just where he's supposed to be. He's fundamentally sound. And what's impressive about him being fundamentally sound is Anthony Gill doesn't really get that much playing time throughout the year. But he's so in sync with Russell Westbrook offensively, and he's so in sync with the team defensively, which is impressive because he doesn't really play. Those are the guys you expect to make a mistake when they're inserted into the lineup. There was no Neto, no Beal. So he got 22 minutes. And every time this happens to him, I tend to like his minutes, even if he doesn't shoot great. I like that he's where he's supposed to be defensively, that he's sound. He's rolling on offense where he's supposed to roll. He's got, he's, he's got, he's a threat on the outside at the three-point line. I like all of those things. Because the thing about the Wizards is <clears throat> sometimes they can get lost on defense. So it's good to have someone back there that doesn't usually make a mistake. I was, I was very impressed uh, with, with, uh, with Anthony Gale. Hutchinson, I mean, I don't know, he was Hutchinson. He was like thinking he was Russell Westbrook looking off looking off Russell Westbrook and trying to go coast to coast, turn the ball over, getting a shot block. I don't know what the hell he was doing. I <clears throat> he got to the point where I was like, man, who the hell do you think you are? Apparently he thinks he Russell Westbrook. I don't know. But he's not. He was, he just sit his butt down on the bench. But I do let me be fair. What I do like about Hutchinson, though, is the second Russell Westbrook makes this move, I love the fact that he cuts rather than just stand there. That is something I will give him. As soon as Russell Westbrook breaks right or left to do to take his man to the basket, Hutchinson is sprinting and cutting because he knows his man is not respecting his three, and so he's finding the opening, and I will give him that. That he does do. Sit your butt down. Your ass is not Russell Westbrook. He's looking off Russell Westbrook on a fast break. Who the hell does that? Gafford, guys, he played 21 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Gafford got over the teens in minutes. Three of five from the field. Six of six from the free throw line. Five rebounds. Three blocks. Guys, is it just me? Or at the end of every game, does it seem like Gafford just blocks everything? I I, I feel like... <laughs> If it's like under a minute, minute and a half, anything that comes in the paint, he just throws. It's just like he just, he a clutch shot blocker. That's what we going to call him. Okay? The clutch shot blocker, Daniel Gaffer. Daniel Gaff block. That's what he do. I, 
it might just be me, but I swear every time it's a minute, minute and a half left in the game, anything coming to paint gets swatted. And it's just been, um, it's been so valuable to the Washington Wizards. That rim protection when he's on the floor, I mean, I know we can all tell the difference on defense. It's just different because he can swat everything. And if he doesn't swat it, he alters the shot. So the defense looks significantly better with him on the floor. Not to mention he can rim run with Russell Westbrook. I mean, Ish Smith and Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, he was playing. They got the point to where they just, if he sets the screen on a pick and roll, they're just throwing it up. He just go get it. He had one. If he would have threw that down, oh my goodness. Boy. And that's what they're all doing. They're all, if he rolls, they're just lobbing it up towards the rim and he's going to go get it. Look, I understand that he has the issue with stamina, but I really think that Daniel Gafford, they should really consider starting him. I know energy got off the bench, yada, yada, yada. Look, I get all that. Then if you're going to do that, at least play him the minutes. But I'm going to tell you why I don't want him to just play more minutes off the bench. Russell Westbrook and Daniel Gafford have chemistry. They need to play their minutes together. The way that you ensure that they can play their minutes together is by starting him. Okay, so he can't play more than five minutes at a time. Fine, whatever. So sub in one of the other centers at the seven-minute mark because you're going to sub Russell Westbrook at the six-minute mark anyway. Sub him out at the seven-minute mark. He must play a minute without him. Then Russ comes out, Ishmith comes in. Ishmith can run with Lopez or Lynn, probably Lynn. So that when Russ comes back in at the two-minute mark, you can put in Gafford. Well, I don't understand why. If you bench him, you're already taking away minutes of him and Westbrook on the floor together. You start him because that's what you want to mirror. That's what you want to mirror. Russ and Gafford need to play the maximum amount of minutes together on the floor at the same time. You do that by starting the man. That's what you do. Daniel Gafford's been just amazing. Anthony Gill's been amazing. Uh, Bertrand's has got to get his stroke together. If we're going to win in the play-in tournament and in the playoffs, Bertrand's stroke has got to get back to what it was a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, he was the Latvian laser. And he was on fire. Since then, he's been a bit off, and we just need him to be the Latvian laser if we're going to do anything in the playoffs and in the play-in. We're going to need that from him. Ish Smith, 24 minutes, 5 of 10 from the field. Um, he had 11 points, 3 assists, a steal. Um, he was you know, he was solid. He, he was Ish Smith. You know, he, he was good. Um, he wasn't bad. There's some games I just can't stand that he's on the floor at all. I still think having Ish Smith and Russell Westbrook on the floor together is criminal. I, I My goodness, is just criminal. This game, you had no Neto and Beal, so who are you going to play? Like, this game, I understood he was on the floor, which is why I didn't mention it. Uh, in this game, um, but whenever that happens and those two are in the lineup, it's just criminal. I just don't know why we do that. You guys, obviously, I'm going to be glued to the TV. The Lakers and Knicks need to win their final games. And then I will see you guys on Sunday versus the Charlotte Hornets to see if we can get that eight seed. And it will be Sunday at noon, so it's an early start. Should be a lot of fun. But guys, right here is where I break things. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to the West Wolf Podcast. Please hit that subscribe button. Whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, CastBox, and much, much more, I am on that platform. So please hit that subscribe button. If you want video analysis, footage of the games and breakdowns and defensive breakdowns and things like that, hey, I also got my jumper reveal on there. And as, as a short, go check out my YouTube channel, J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. Well, guys... I appreciate you guys so much for listening to the West Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Russell Westbrook gets a chip, at Always and Forever Art, and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. I'll see you guys tomorrow, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern, versus the Charlotte Hornets going for that 8 seed. And as always, until next time, peace.